0: What's good everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Super Shorts Podcast This is chapter 3 uh, We named this one Progress uh, We hope you guys are enjoying it so far man. Um, this chapter is starting with Lumberjacks uh, Bringing him into the story You met Hag in the first one You met Ace of Blood Well you didn't meet, y'all been riding with us right But if you did uh, uh, meet them Then this is another way to meet them And you should go back to watch the further uh, I mean listen to the further season What am I talking about watch, I'm getting ahead of myself The deal's coming at some point. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're hoping for, anyway. But um, yeah, this is the third chapter, progress, dealing with Lumberjack's side of things. Then we're going to continue to bring things together. The story continues to come together as we go. Uh, We have 11 different chapters. Hope you guys are enjoying it so far. If you are, please make sure y'all like and subscribe word of mouth is still the best advertisement there is the best marketing so we hope that y'all will help us out with that uh without further ado we can go ahead and get into the episode and uh this is gonna get a little bit personal for Jax, and hopefully you guys like where the story starting to escalate to baby she made her decision i know you love her you know i care about her too she introduced us but how long are you gonna rescue her from herself? How much rope is somebody worth? Jack says, half annoyed, through strained breath, speaking to Stacy. Stacy stops and looks up from her laptop. She's sitting Indian style, typing, as her eyes barely peep over the top of her laptop, staring a hole into Jack's back. Em Togo, Jackson, Boga, Stacy said in a challenging tone, "I know, babe. I know. I'm just saying, though." No. You've been doing this for her as long as I've known you to. You've always had her back. You get yourself into trouble and defend her every time. And I just don't get, Jackson stopped mid-sentence. Do you know what she's done for me? Do you know the fight she stepped into to defend me? The time she lied for me so I could sneak out? The time she covered up and paid for my abortion? You forgot all that. I was 15, Jackson. 15 years old, and I couldn't even tell my parents what happened to me. My father would have killed him if she... Stacy stops me in sentence thinking about what had been done for her. She cried with me when that bastard raped me. She stuck by my side. She stole the car to drive me to the clinic and paid for the procedure. I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for her. Hell, we wouldn't be if it wasn't for her. And you ask me how much rope? What do you think he'll vouch for you when you... Stacy got ready to finish emotionally before Jax knelt down and closed her laptop softly as he kissed her tenderly, looking in her eyes. Baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I don't know what the hell I was thinking about. I, I owe her to. He said, shaking his head before continuing. Trespass always hated her. It made sense that dumb fire would get caught up in this. I got you, baby. I promise I'll bring her back. Jack said as he grabs his gear and heads out the door. Where are we going? Shrapnel said blocking the door to the garage in the yard. Sis, no. I handle it on my own. It's for Stacy. The less people to get involved, the better. After that last spell, I'm not letting you risk anything. Jack said back to Shrapnel, holding her shoulders to look her in the eyes. Whoa Nah. I know you're not trying to play their card with me. We family now. Whether you like it or not, you put your life on the line for me and I have for you. Stacy is my sister. Whatever personal y'all got going on is personal for me. You forgot who defended Derek before we stopped those sellers? Shrapnel said, taking his right hand off her shoulder. You're not leaving me here. I'm going. She finished as she started towards the weapons wall of the yard. Shrap, no. Jax got ready to rebut again before she interrupted him. I'm fine. That's the first low bloodshed I had in years. i just been wearing a suit too long and Uncle DL told me I was being hard at it. She said as she pressed a button on the wall and the wall flipped around revealing calamity and an assortment of ammunition. You hard-headed? What? Not my sis. No way! Jet said chiding her as he opened the garage door to walk out and tried to slam the door behind him to block her in. Mm Mm-mm. Nope. I knew you'd try that. Nope. Don't, Don't make me shoot the door. You know I'll do it. I'm going. Uncle DL upgraded my suit. I've been watching what I eat. I'm good. She yelled, sliding her leg through the door before Jax could jam it shut. Damn it, you get on my nerves, man, I swear. Jack said, unable to hide his smile. You love me, though. Shrapnel said back as she nudged him through the door. Get in the truck, man, damn. Before D.L. gets wind of it, let's go. Jack said, shaking his head, smiling. Gets wind of what? D.L. chimes in over the big easy PA system. Jax looks at Shrapnel rolling his eyes. Shrapnel sinks down in the passenger seat. Damn it, man! Jet says with his hands over his face disappointed. Told you to get your ass in the car. I was, man, you was arguing with me. I can't help you, Shrapnel retorted before being interrupted by DL again. Get wind of what? What are you all hiding? DL said, pressing him. Jet shook his head, staring at Shrapnel before starting. Trespass. Trespass, man. He took Bajua. I gotta go find her man, she means a lot to Stacy, and honestly, I owe her. It must be meant to be. Once again the lines converge. Dio said sign as he responded. What does that mean? Jax asked looking at Shrapnel as he put Big Easy in reverse to leave the yard. DeMaurier is far more heavily connected into the things than I initially gave him credit for. We knew he was collecting blood samples of those with the special abilities, somehow He's gotten his hand on Ambers, D.L. said attempting to quell anger. He what?! Jack said throwing Big Easy into gear and warring off into the night. Secretary Shelby is in town as we speak. I find it hard to believe that it's not up to meet up with DeMaurier about this. If he's able to distract DNA profiles, something to the likeness of CRISPR, he can literally genetically modify and create humans with abilities in vitro. D.L. said as he sent coordinates. That's gotta be why he's at the Bajawa too. God damn, I don't know how the hell he got his... A few years ago, she got hospitalized and they took her blood for viruses. God damn, God, I hate this mother... The jets got ready to explode before DL interrupted with new instructions. This is where I think they're going to meet, but it's gonna be heavily guarded. Military and elite private contractors. To say you need to be careful is an understatement. DL says if he starts sending the profile of the foes they could run into, this just got a hell of a lot more complicated, Shrapnel said, shaking her head looking at the profiles. Still back in town, we could use her for this. Jack said as he pressed the pedal seemingly through the floor and going to towards the destination. She is, I hadn't told her anything about it, respect for your privacy, but I'll call her and have her meet you. Again, this calls for ultimate precision. This is State Department protection, combined with DeMaurier's highly trained operators. You all have to move as such, D. L implored, knowing Jax was upset. I got you, man. I'm just tired of this dude, and we can't touch him without exposing him first. I want him done. For good. He's Teflon right now. Lumberjack said, speaking of DuMaurier. You can imagine my frustration. I've been dealing with this for 20 years. We will nail him together. For now, we need to watch, wait, wait. BL said as Jax nodded his head and roared off into the night. I'm here. I snuck in on the top of the roof after putting a few guards down and resetting some of the cameras to play old images. Mike is placed. I've got eyes on them now. What's your ETA? Estelle said into her comm as they came over the speakers in Big Easy. We're pulling up now, around the corner from the facility. What side of the building are you on? Jazz asked as he hopped out of the car with shrapnel. Northeast side, I see you. Do you see my tack laser? Estelle said as she showed it in their direction. Yep, got it, on the way up. Jazz said "Beeline to into the position to retrace her way to the roof. It's a pleasure to have you all come by here to see what we have. DeMaurier says to Jackson, the team, listened through the comms. It's a long time coming, but it's good to see such progress being made. It seems the stimulus we got pushed through for you made all the difference with your project. Defense Secretary Selbridge said, shaking DeMorier's hand. Well, everything tastes better tax-free. DeMaurier said, chuckling. Indeed. Indeed it is. So, tell me, what have you got for me? Secretary Shelby responded. Morier presses the button on the wall, causing the two-way glass in the room to come into focus. A group of ten naked black men and women stand on the other side of the glass, seething and breathing in unison, staring a hole in the secretary Shelby and his bodyguards. They were covered in blood. It dripped with saliva from their mouths as they medicine took a step forward and towards the glass in unison. Wow. I haven't seen anything this savage since my father brought the Mandingo fights on the plantation. <laughs> what are your feet? Strays, we have access to the homeless population and bring them in under the guise of helping them with their medical ailments. We sign them up for clinical trials, give them lodging and food and a pathway to re enter society successfully. Should our research go well? When it doesn't, they're expendable. Not many miss them and know they're missing and well. The appetites of these ten are voracious. Demoriae resounded smugly. I'm going to kill this motherfucker! Lumberjack says through gritted teeth, pulling into his gun. Jackson! Focus. We want the same thing. The mis must die before the evil. DL parses his voice harshly through clenched teeth. Jackson grits his teeth and looks on, infuriated along with shrapnel in his tail. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Secretary Shelby says flippantly. "At it's fondness, but that's not why you're here. She is. Demorier says, pointing behind the secretary as Trespass walks in, strong armed and bordering. Trespass shoves her through the door as she falls on the floor. She looks back at Trespass with an evil look, but doesn't even attempt to fight back. Even more surprisingly, she looks down for Lauren. And why might that be? Looks like another baby mama to me. Shelby says unimpressed before turning back to face du Maurier with his hands behind his back. Oh, this one? She's got abilities. Better still, they weren't inherited. They came from blood transfusion from somebody else. Her cells mutated somehow to allow her to do the things she's now capable of doing. She calls it the drop. DeMaurier says, using quotation marks when he says the drop. She's not referring to a panties when she goes to get a Ned's welfare handout from another baby. Shebub retorts, chuckling. As as fun as that may be, no. It gives her the ability to literally teleport herself from one place to another in layman's terms. I'd have her display it for you, but for obvious reasons, that wouldn't be smart. Demoria responds, walking closer to her and holding her head up. Well, now. You had my interest. But now you had my attention. What does this have to do with the project? Have you been able to extract it? Shelby said, walking closer to her, smugly smiling. We have, we can see it on a cellular level. The problem is the trace amounts in her DNA aren't enough to duplicate it in other human subjects, not without augmenting the process, which is why she's here. We brought her here to enhance her powers so that we can harvest more in the process we found another host. We brought you here because we could use your help getting her here. It allowed you to kill two birds with one boulder. Demorier says as he places his hands behind his back. And who might that be? Shelby says Amber and Bogo. DeMaurier responds smiling. Shelby spins around in surprise before his surprise morphs into a morbid smile. In the meantime, we will work to augment Bonjava's powers and extract her DNA to implant into the tin. Their blood types were still the nanites to get them where they are today. If it worked for that, they're prime candidates for the death Space. Moria said, pressing the button on the wall as the lights went out in the double-sided glass and the tin faded from view. Oh, <laughs> I'd be more than happy to help with the girl. What's the ETA on the progress for the tin? Shelby asked as he sent a message on his cell phone. Three days at most, likely far less. We have no concern for her death. She's just here for this one experiment. We can step up the blood transfusion and keep her just alive enough to keep it pumping. Demoria said snidely, I have the girl here and under two. When will these people learn? They serve two purposes to make us money and protect our freedoms. You would think after 400 years, they would learn or leave, Shelby says, starting towards the door. I'll have it here tomorrow by sundown at the latest. It'll take me a few hours to get my best team together. I'll be in touch. Shelby finished grabbing this coat from the bodyguard beside him. The only thing they understand is money or violence. I'll make sure to give them the latter. Jack says as he and his team made their way inside the complex. Yeah, so, see, as y'all can see, things are starting to heat up, it's intensifying. I mean, listen, all of us that are parents understand very well uh, how real it is. You know, it's one thing for you to mess with me, but messing with my kids, my kids, no, nah, you want to die. See, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's you're, you're going past the line that's that you're that that's allowed to go past, and I think all of us have that same sentiment. I'm not saying all of us are the same level of crazy. Um, you know, some of us are crazier than others, and by us I don't mean me, I mean you guys. Uh but uh nonetheless you know not to mess with somebody's kids. Or you should. And if you don't, you'll learn. Uh and and uh these people will learn. Uh for those that have not been initiated at Lumberjacks, you'll learn. My guy plays no games, um and this story is only gonna get more serious again. You go mess with somebody's kids, you ask asking to get effed up. So, you know, that's just how it goes. Um Hopefully you guys enjoyed the story uh, Hopefully you like where things are going We're at the next episode out this week And uh, we're looking forward to y'all's Comments, your likes, subscribes uh, Follow us uh, On social media uh, At the Ace Blade, he's got a huge presence My, my boy Danny's got a huge presence on TikTok Right now, uh, you can find him at the Ace Blade On any social media platform And you can go to our website uh, www4 uh.com. Uh, you can put it in a plus ultra if you want to get a special page But uh, you can find us there You can find the podcast there All of our comics, anything else that you want to find out about us And what, what it is we have going on And what we're doing in the future All of this is going to be posted there uh, Comic conventions uh, Book signings, anything we get into So we appreciate y'all man, we love you Thank you for continuing to ride with us Please continue to help us spread the word Like, subscribe, and we'll see y'all next week Good, everybody. Sorry for the wait. Uh, back with uh, chapter eight of the Super Shorts podcast. Um, had a lot going on personally. Uh, little man's been in the hospital back and forth, just uh, he's doing better. Uh, hopefully, he will be back on with us soon. Um, but for now, you know, uh, trying to get these episodes out. Uh, very excited about the end of the season, and we're definitely getting into the meat of some things now. Um, so this chapter is going to pick up with the drama of uh, Arya and Amber, what went on there. I mean, what kind of friendship is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you should be, everybody should be asking themselves, like, what kind of friend would do the type of nonsense that Arya's done to Amber? I mean, it's madness right now. And you know Jax is, never mind, man. Just wait until y'all hear the episode. Here we go. We're going to go ahead and jump into it, and then we'll get back to the outro and uh, get y'all into a new episode. So love y'all. Hope y'all enjoy it.
1: Chapter 8, Inside What? Where am I?
0: Arya, what What the hell did you do? Where's my dad? Did you kill them?
1: Amber yells increasingly concerned as she wakes groggily. The room seemingly quaked at Amber's anger. Arya noticed it and looked behind her quickly in the direction of the door to the room.
0: No, Amber. Now, you know your daddy ain't about to let nobody kill him when you're in danger. That's why I knew I had to get you here. We know he's coming, but I needed this time to talk to you, to show you.
1: Aria responded, attempting to consciously kneel beside her on the floor. Amber looked around the room, trying to make out where she was. It was a top-of-the-line facility, everything shining and glistening around them in pristine shape. She stared around the room as she started to stand and look around inquisitively and intrigued. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I knocked you out,
0: but I did it with my power to try to help you see. Dr. Green, she's the one who saw something special inside me. She helped and trained me to get to the point where I'm not afraid to use it anymore, to not dim my light to allow others to shine brighter. I don't have to suppress my power. It's who I am. It's a part of me and whoever fears it can go to hell. They're just hating because it's not theirs.
1: Arya said standing and sliding past Amber to walk toward a window in the room.
0: Who is Dr. Green? How did you feel like it was gonna help your cause to bring me here against my will while my father was watching? You know he's gonna kill you all right? He won't stop until he gets me back. Amber said, still wowing at the equipment in the room as she stared around the room, taking in everything. Do you remember the substitute teacher I told you about at the school? The one that took me home when all that craziness went down with trespassing them?
1: Aria asked Amber as she drew closer to the window in the room.
0: Of course I remember. You talked my head off about how smart she was and how down for us she is that she's the only teacher that ever made you feel truly appreciated for your complexion.
1: Amber said, now close enough to look through the window.
0: This, this is what I meant that she helped produce. All of these kids here are just like us. They have powers, but they've been forced to suppress them. It's bad enough for black. Imagine being black and having powers, unifying, Uniting to balance the skills.
1: Aria said almost teary-eyed as her voice started breaking.
0: But how? Where did they... How did she...
1: Amber began to ask one of the questions blowing through her mind as she watched the kids practice their powers with each other in the next
2: room. From you. They got all of this from you. It's been there the entire time. You were the spark that lit the fire.
1: Dr. Green interjected, walking up behind Aria and Amber. Amber turned surprised to see Dr. Green sincerely and warmly smiling at her as she approached.
2: You are where we got all of this. Do you understand what's inside you? The literal black girl magic you're made of. Has anyone ever told you, better yet, shown you who you are?
1: Dr. Green asked as she touched Amber's shoulder lightly and looked toward the window where the kids were continuing to train. Amber looked on with her at the kids practicing in awe and feeling an amazing sense of belonging.
0: I don't understand what you mean they got it from me. I don't even know them. Amber said in confusion.
2: Do you need to know them to connect to them? I know you feel it. The pool of seeing other kids your color and your age, just like you. That longing for someone else to understand what you've always known and felt, but had to suppress for the comfort of others. You've been in connection with your powers far longer than you were willing to show. Haven't you, baby?
1: Dr. Green said, giving Amber a reassured and warm smile. Amber's eyes fill with more confusion and something in the pit of her stomach turns. Her eyes start to well up with tears and she has a flash in her mind of the first time she'd ever noticed her powers. Jax had been over to see her and they had an amazing time. It'd been so long since he'd seen her and her heart was blasting a mile a minute when he said he had to go. As he exited the door and her mom tried to hold her back, with Jax crying turning away from her so she couldn't see his tears, She put her hand out in front of her. In the moment, the air around her seemed to quake. And suddenly, Jax wasn't walking anymore. She burst from her mother's arms and hugged Jax, begging him not to go. They hugged each other for a long time, crying. Jax tried to be strong for her, but melted on her shoulder.
0: Baby girl, I know I messed up. I promise you, I'm not going anywhere, okay? I'll be back. I promise. I promise I'm not going anywhere.
1: Jack said with speech broken, trying to speak through the tightening of his throat from crying. As Amber remembered that day and what happened, Dr. Green positioned her head in front of her to catch her gaze.
2: Wherever you just went, whatever you just remembered that connected you to that moment, that is the same thing these kids have felt in one way or the other, at one time or the other, for the same and different reasons.
1: Dr. Green said as she smiled at Amber warmly.
2: This place, this moment, this opportunity can change their lives and yours. Let me help you like you helped her.
1: Dr. Green said smiling and looking at a spot in front of her, Amber looking confused Thinking she was talking about one of the children questioned. Help, too? At the moment she said it, Bajwa appeared directly in front of them, smiling, sitting cross-legged in a chair. What? Who? Amber, in a startled stumble, lurched backwards. The shock in her face plastered as Bajwa sat grinning in front of her.
0: But who? What?
1: Amber started to respond before Bajua stood and walked toward her after cleaning her fingernails.
0: My name is Bajua. I got the power to do this from you. I was hurt in the hospital when I got a blood transfusion with your blood in it. When I came to, after some complications I had at home, I discovered I could do this. I haven't stopped since.
1: Bajwa said as she put out her hand to shake Amber's hand.
0: You're black, Jack. My dad almost died because of you. I'm not shaking your damn hand.
1: Amber said, glaring back at her.
0: Don't act like that. He aye. Me and your dad actually go way back. I wasn't gonna hurt him. I was just in the jam and I had to get out of it. You don't know how hard
1: it is out here yet. Bajo said, as she shrugged off Amber's not shaking her hand, and dropped it to sit back down in her seat in front of them. Dr. Green stepped in front of Amber with a tablet in her hand.
2: I don't think you give her credit for being as informed as she actually is, Badua. I'm more than certain she's seen this.
1: Dr. Green turns the screen to Amber, showing the Castile trial and the tears Miss Castile shed. In the video camera to the right, behind Miss Castile in the gallery sat Amber with tears in her eyes at the verdict.
2: She gets it. She knows what's going on in this country. Look who her father is. She knows about the injustices going on. What I want to ask, what I want to see, is if she has the heart of her father. Is she determined to do something about it to change it?
1: Dr. Green asks Amber, leaning back to catch Amber's gaze as they lock eyes.
0: Do something like what?
1: Amber asks, looking down at the floor briefly before slowly looking up at Dr. Green again. Dr. Green smiles warmly with a hint of snide.
2: You saw what happened to Mrs. Castile. How they killed the only family she had left after she served and slaved for this country with no recognition. After her entire family gave their lives for this country to protect everybody's right to freedom, she begged them to just do the right thing to just stand for the justice they would stand for and demand for anybody else. Yet they spit in her face. Just like this country has done for too long to all of us, we give everything of ourselves and love despite torture and hatred. And we're returned hatred and maltreatment, evil plans and evil devices.
1: Dr. Green says, placing her hands behind her back with a disdain tempered over her beautiful brown face, Amber gazed through the window at the children now embracing each other after training. Loving the love and camaraderie she was shown from them, and then seeming safety they felt among one another. The solidarity and peace of being able to show and be fully who you are without hatred or worrying of scaring someone.
2: Well, that baby, that is just the tip of a big-ass iceberg. It's a 0.1 on a 100-point Richter scale compared to what's coming. I've seen it with my own eyes. The people who showed up to get you, Demorier and Shelby, yeah, they want what's inside you too. To use it against your dad, your mom, these kids, your people, me. I saw what they've been planning. I have records, videotape all kinds of other evidence of the plan that's coming. My husband saw it, too, and when he came home, too.
1: Dr. Green stops for a moment, wincing as if regathering herself from a painful blow.
2: They are planning to kidnap you. Kidnap these kids and hone your abilities from your very DNA for them to use it as they please. To give the hateful among us the power to suppress us even further. To really create a master race. I infiltrated their little shit to run the tables on them, and I'll be damned if I allowed them to kill and terrorize us as long as I'm breathing.
1: Dr. Green said as she approaches Amber, softly taking steps towards her, staring her in the eyes as she grabs her face gently below her jawbone. Amber stares back somewhere between raw rage and confusion.
2: I will not force you to do anything. What I will do is show you the truth. The same truth I showed these kids in Bajua to help them see both what's coming and why we need to work inside the system built to hate us, use us, and spit us out. As Black women, we have always been the backbone of our people. We've given the most and reaped the least. The time is now for us to take the reins and lead ourselves and our people into a new era of actual equality. That starts with you. It starts with what's inside you, with what's in your blood, with what God placed in your DNA. Like I told you, I won't force you, baby. I'm just here to tell you and show you the truth for yourself. Will you allow me to show you?
1: Dr. Green asks, staring into her eyes. Amber prepares to answer, taking steps towards the window where the kids are. Kaboom! heavy metal door erupts, curling and falling into the room as smoke and dust from it shrouds the assailants. I
0: don't believe in hidden women, but today may be a special circumstance.
1: Jack says as the smoke clears and he stares a hole into Bajo and Dr. Green. Amber, shocked, flips her gaze to her father and Ace Blade standing in the door. Dad. Amber starts to speak before being interrupted by Dr. Green.
2: It's about time you two showed up. I've been waiting on you all morning, especially given your buddy Ace Blade is the one who gave her up in the first place. He didn't tell you?
1: Dr. Green says, with her arms folded and a slick smile on her face. What are you talking about? You're the one who with her here. Ace Blade says, stepping through the door into view.
2: Yes, but you're the one that led me to her, hmm, here's the
0: tea. Uh Uh-oh, Sookie Sookie now. Now, I know y'all heard what just happened there. Uh, Hopefully you noticed that subtle music difference as well. Uh, That was definitely uh, meant to be there. Um, Business is picking up, as Jim Ross used to say on WWE. Y'all used to watch wrestling too, y'all know what I'm talking about um definitely about to be a slobber knocker another one from Jim Ross. hope he doesn't mind me using that but yeah it's just about to be it's about to go down. I mean y'all know what time it is all this stuff going on Lumberjacks and Ace blade been cool and now you find out Ace blades the reason that she' there in the first place hey, listen bro uh I'm not gonna get into what's gonna happen I'm gonna just let y'all see next episode will be out soon hope y'all enjoyed it hope you keep coming back and telling people about us. love y'all see y'all next week.